There was a great headline last week in the newspaper. Nils wins stage 12 of the Tour de France. Unfortunately, it wasn't me. It was a guy named Nils Pollitt, a German guy. He won stage 12 of the Tour de France. And then the next day, or the day after, Mark Cavendish, who's an Australian, he won his 34th stage of the Tour de France. It's over quite a number of occurrences of the Tour de France, which is an annual race made up of 20 or 21 stages. So he's won 34 stages, which ties the record set by Eddie Merckx. Now, these are all probably foreign names to you. Well, they're foreign names to me because I'm American. They're all people from other countries. But Eddie Merckx is the greatest of all bike racers. He was He won five tours to France. He won a bunch of other great tours. He won every other major race in cycling in Europe. Over the course of his career, he was definitely considered the best rider of all time. So, Mark Cavendish has tied his record for wins, which is very amazing. Merckx, amongst all the other things that he's famous for, unquestionably, again, the greatest cycle racer of all time, he had a really simple bit of advice for people that asked him how to become great like he did. And he said, ride lots. Now, he was Belgian, so he probably didn't say it in English like that. But that was basically, he said, essentially, do a lot of training. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that in the episode today. This is The Secrets of Product Management, episode number 88. I'm your host, Nels Davis. And after a bit of a hiatus during the late spring, we're back. And it's Tour de France season. The notes for this show, and there's going to be some stuff about Eddie Merckx and the Tour de France, as well as a bunch of stuff about the other things I'm going to talk about today, strengths and talents and aptitudes, are all available at secretsofpm.com slash 88. So, thinking about Eddie Merckx and Mark Cavendish and all these guys, it makes me think about the greats of sports, because I think there's things we can learn from what they do, even though we can't be them, you know? Stephen Curry, who is probably a lot of you know a famous basketball player for the, the basketball team that's local to where I live, the Golden State Warriors. LeBron James, world-famous basketball player and great competitor to Curry. They're both playing at the same time. Of course, Michael Jordan and Eddie Merckx, they're amongst the greatest of all times in their sports. And as I said, Merckx is usually considered to be the greatest bike racer of all time. Now, the these guys were all born with prodigious talent. You know, we could practice 12 hours a day for 10 years and never be good enough to beat any of these guys when they were eight, right? They're just incredibly good. But the important point is that despite all that natural talent, all are or were famous for their workout regimes. Now, they weren't trying to beat you and me because they could do that at age eight. They were trying to beat each other in the Curry and LeBron case or you know, Michael Jordan was concerned about Magic Johnson, and Eddie Merckx was trying to beat Jacques Anquetel, who was sort of his rival and mentor when he was getting started. So they all had inborn talent that was luckily noticed and groomed, and then they worked and worked and worked and worked and worked to perfect it to the point that they could beat all the others who happened to have that talent as well. Now, we all have strengths and talents. For most of us, I assume people listening to this podcast episode, the strengths and talents are not in cycling or basketball or pro sports or whatever. That's my assumption. But we can take a lesson, and this is the one that I have to remind myself of, which is that ride lots is still a good idea. Even if you have a strength, 
you need to work on developing it. So your first job is to figure out what your talents are, or maybe to get someone else to tell you what your talents are. And I've recommended it in the past using the Clifton Strengths Finder to find out your strengths, or the Johnson O'Connor test, which is a two-day in-person test where they test you on a bunch of different aptitudes and tell you which ones you're good at and which ones you're poor at. There's about 20 in total. Typically, people are good at two or three. Um, and then the point is that then you work on developing them further and uh, making use of them to create value in the world, to create happiness in yourself, and fulfill your potential. So as I was thinking about this episode, I was thinking about my strengths. Now, one of my strengths, according to StrengthsFinder, is ideation. That means I'm good at coming up with ideas. Another is connectedness, seeing the connections between disparate things and events, like Eddie Merck's winning 34 stages, and me talking about product management and strengths. Somehow I saw that connection. So I write at least a 1,000 words every morning. It's what's known as morning pages, and I've been doing it for decades, probably a, a decade and a half, really, more literally. Now, in retrospect, and I didn't really think of this until as I started going through the ideas for this episode, in retrospect, I can see that the value to me of all that writing is exactly that it's practice for my ideation and my connect connectedness strengths, which indeed have gotten stronger and stronger over the years. And I attribute that, now that I think back on it, to two things. One is recognizing that they're my strengths and then trying to pay attention to when I use them and to allow myself to use them and not say, oh, I'm not creative or I don't have good ideas. But also to doing this daily writing practice, which I do, as I say, almost every day, and making use of those strengths in my writing. Now, that writing often turns into podcast episodes, it turns into blog posts, it turns into webinars, all different kinds of things. And it's all because I'm building up those strengths and getting better at them as I go along. Now, there's an interesting, I think it's kind of an interesting dilemma in positive psychology. You know, there's this book by Carol Dweck called Mindset, which is about the power of growth mindset versus the so-called fixed mindset. And the idea of the growth mindset is you can get good at anything. You don't, you aren't limited by maybe your beliefs of how good you are at something. You can always get better at something. And so that's, I think everybody agrees that you can always get better. The thing that I think makes an interesting little dilemma, and she's not really on this, the horns of this dilemma, but this idea of also having natural talents or, or inborn aptitudes, like Eddie Merckx being able to ride a bike really fast, for example. You know, she literally says in the book, we like to think of our champions and idols as superheroes who were born different from us. We don't like to think of them as relatively ordinary people who made themselves extraordinary. Now, I think the fact is that somebody like Eddie Merckx or somebody like LeBron James is not a relatively ordinary person. They came with a lot of gifts. It's an oversimplification to say that they're relatively ordinary. Now, they're probably ordinary in lots of other ways, Right. There's lots of, way, lots of areas that you can have strengths in, and the areas that you don't have strengths in, you're just normal or, you're, or maybe even worse than normal in some sense. And she does acknowledge the role of ability in the book. That's maybe her term for strengths or aptitudes, the terms I'm using. But the important point for her, and this is also echoes back to what I said, effort is what ignites that ability and turns it into accomplishment. In other words, ride lots. So that's what I do with my morning pages. I ride lots on these strengths of ideation and connectedness. 
and it's what Eddie Merckx and MJ and Steph Curry and all those folks do when they go into the gym every day and practice for hours to get just that little bit better every day that's going to differentiate them or keep them ahead of all of their competitors and make sure that they get the full potential of what they came with. There's another great quote. This is also from Mindset, but I thought it was really good. It's from John Wooden, who was the great UCLA coach that led the UCLA Bruins to a bunch of basketball championships and coached a lot of great players who then went on to great careers in the NBA as well. He said, I believe ability can get you to the top, but it takes character to keep you there. It's so easy to begin thinking you can just turn it on automatically without proper preparation. It takes real character to keep working as hard or even harder once you're there. When you read about an athlete or team that wins over and over and over, remind yourself, more than ability, they have character. Meaning that they have the character that gets them out on that practice court every day for hours and hours at a time. Eddie Merckx was famous for writing huge amounts during his training periods. Before he started the 1967, I think it was, Tour de France, he actually raced and completed three other bike races that week, had a 240-kilometer practice run. He had raced two races before the start of the Tour de France, two different races, in addition to the three I mentioned already. And all the other days in that week were also taken up with riding of one sort or another. In a couple of them, he only rode 50 kilometers because it was raining too hard for him to be safe. But he was riding behind a motorcycle, trying to go as fast as he possibly could, and that's when he decided it was probably a little bit too unsafe. So even his retiring from a practice session is a practice session that is just very far at the edge. So he was a great rider. Oh, and that that uh, version of the Tour de France, he won every, every classification there was. He won the overall race. He won something like six stages. He won all the different jerseys. And there's different kinds of jerseys you can win for being the fastest up the mountains and for being the 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 most successful sprinter and all these different things. He had them all. It was a pretty great year for him. And he rode every day probably 1,000 kilometers in the week before the race. So let me talk a little bit about weaknesses. We don't really like that word, but it's I think because we talk about strengths, we kind of have to talk about weaknesses. These are the things that you're not as strong in. And I talk in episode 84, which you can find the show notes for, and the episode at secretsofpm.com slash 84. I talk about weaknesses and what to do about them. And one of the really important tools to have to help mitigate your weaknesses is mental models. Mental models are kind of a way to gain a strength that you don't have. And I have some episodes about mental models as well. I'll put those into the show notes for this show, secretsofpm.com slash 88. Things like the mental model of a customer success story or your own success story or the mental models of... so Anyway, there's lots of different mental models. One of the most important ones, <laughs> I think, is the mental model related to imposter syndrome. So we all have imposter syndrome, of course. And because everybody has it, you the mental model to help defeat imposter syndrome or one of the tools you can use is, oh, everybody has imposter syndrome, so I'm not so different. Everyone is the same in a lot of ways, and everybody else feels like an imposter, so I guess that makes me normal, right? That's a way to use a mental model to help psych yourself into doing something that maybe you're feeling like, oh, I'm not quite up to that. 
Of course, frameworks and metaphors and things are great meta mental models, too, that you can use and often can help you through an area where you may have some weaknesses. The other thing to think about, though, with strengths is there's also a different set of problems. So one question I always like to think about is, would it be good to have someone like Eddie Merckx as your trainer if you were a bike racer? Well, I, th I think that could be a problem, right? Because of his prodigious talent, he might have a really hard time teaching you how to get better at cycling because he was already so good. And the things he did just piled on top of already being incredible. It's kind of like the curse of knowledge, or it's even worse. It's the curse of knowledge I didn't even know I had or how I got it. Um, now, I don't think it means that a naturally gifted expert can't be a good teacher, but they do have to take that step of learning how others failed at things that they were good at. And then, even though those failures initially probably wouldn't make sense to them, they would have to understand how to study the situation and start to understand how they get stuck on things that are maybe natural to the, to the expert. And then develop a mental model to guide them into thinking and processing more like they do. So I think there's a multi-step process there if you want to be coached by someone who has an intrinsic talent that you don't have, but you want to get better at the thing that they do. Interesting question. In summary, if you don't know your strengths, you need to figure them out. Once you do know your strengths, you need to work on getting stronger. And for your weaknesses, you need to learn good mental models you can use as crutches. And you can find other situations, uh, other suggestions in episode number 84. Well, thank you for joining me on this little episode. It was kind of short and more of an inspirational one than anything else. We'll get back into more really specific stuff about product management coming up in the next few episodes. For more information on strengths and positive psychology and links to information on Eddie Merckx and the Tour de France, check out secretsofpm.com slash 88. If you have questions and comments or just want to say hi, really, truly don't hesitate to drop me a line at nils at nilsdavis.com. I'd love to hear from you. And until next time, this is Nels Davis. Bye-bye. <laughs>